You are listening to Girls Speak, a podcast series all about art, history, and contemporary culture with a girl's eye view. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 79 of Girls Speak, all about International Women's Day. I'm Tiffany Rhodes, program developer with Girl Museum. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, or streaming us today. Girl Speak is produced by Girl Museum, the first and only museum in the world dedicated to celebrating girlhood. Girl Museum explores the art, history, and culture of girls around the world in the past and present. All of our programs are volunteer-run and supported by listeners like you. Visit us on the web at www.girlmuseum.org. Now, I know we said that this episode would be about memoirs of girlhood, but we've decided to push that back until the next episode. Instead, today, I'll be focusing on something that happens every year on March 8th, International Women's Day. As often happens in the podverse, we have recorded this episode before International Women's Day, but it won't air until afterwards due to our scheduling. So use this as a reference to plan your big event or to research who and what activities happen in your local area in order to participate in future years. International Women's Day is honored globally and is dedicated to celebrating the social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of all women. It's also a time to focus on the places and situations where women still have a long way to go in terms of achieving gender parity, especially in areas such as women's rights, equality, health, and safety. Unfortunately for us, this means that we still have to focus on everywhere in the world, because to date, there is still no country in the entire world that has achieved true equality for women. The first Women's Day was observed in the U.S. in February 1909 in a large demonstration marking the one-year anniversary of the 1908 New York Garment Workers' Strike. Quickly thereafter, Women's Days became a rallying point around which people around the world protested war and fought for women's suffrage. In 1917, a Women's Day protest in St. Petersburg even triggered the revolution responsible for bringing down the Russian Empire. In 1975, the United Nations established March 8th as its official International Women's Day and initiated the Decade for Women the following year. No one government, NGO, charity, corporation, academic institution, women's network, or media hub is solely responsible for International Women's Day. Instead, it's celebrated by a multitude of individuals and organizations in lots of different ways. Each year since 1996, the United Nations has decided upon a special theme for the year, this year's being Women in the Changing World of Work. Unfortunately, International Women's Day is still not celebrated equally around the world. This is even true in major nations, like the United States. Even though the holiday is on my desk calendar, it is only through grassroots efforts that events are open for participation, and even then, most of the events are far from my fairly suburban town in Kentucky. Though International Women's Day was born in the United States, and equality is a huge issue in the country, there isn't even a Hallmark card for it, or Women's History Month for that matter. According to historian Estelle B. Friedman, International Women's Day was sustained during the mid-20th century by communists and socialists making it pretty unappealing for those in the United States who looked upon communist countries like Russia with fear. Today, the holiday is still celebrated in countries like Russia and China as a state-sanctioned holiday, similar to how Mother's Day is celebrated, with people giving gifts to the important women in their lives. 
Even in Vietnam, they have Women's Day sales. You'd think American shops would have figured out a way to monetize it by now at the very least. But the revival of feminism in the United States has tried to take back International Women's Day, using conferences, educational events, and rallies as the primary means of celebration. It's used as an anchoring point for women's movements around the world, helping women to rally in support of one another and call for their rights. Such movements occur worldwide in Poland, the U.S., Egypt, Tunisia, Lebanon, Iran, Egypt. The list goes on and on. So, on International Women's Day, how can you celebrate? During 2017, several events occurred. In the United States, women and their allies participated in A Day Without a Woman, a one-day demonstration of economic solidarity. In the same spirit as the Women's March this past January, women and their allies were encouraged to do one of three things. Take the day off from paid and unpaid labor, avoid shopping for one day, or wear the color red in solidarity with others. It was a chance to collectively demonstrate our commitment to shared ideals, recognizing the enormous value that women of all backgrounds add to the country's socioeconomic system, while receiving lower wages and experiencing greater inequities, vulnerability discrimination, sexual harassment, and job insecurity. Across the pond in the United Kingdom, women and their allies came together at Trafalgar Square to stand in solidarity with female artists. They marched against the art world's pervasive sexism, using 52 red balloons to represent the art finder's female artists. In Dubai, March 8th will feature the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature, with the theme, Be Bold for Change. The festival brought together inspirational authors who spoke out about their own experiences and what can be done to empower women, achieve gender equality, and bring about positive change. Other events around the world included fun runs, lunch lectures, virtual summits, and various marches, all in support of the diverse contributions that women make to society. However, if you're like me, it's not exactly easy to take off work to attend all of these awesome events. Living in suburban Kentucky, I find that most events for International Women's Day are held at least an hour away from me. So here's some ideas on how you can celebrate International Women's Day from afar. First, use your body and social networks to make a stand. Wear red in solidarity with women. Spread messages of positivity and support via social media, thanking the incredible women in your life publicly, showing your support for women's causes that you believe in, and rallying your tribe to sign petitions and donate to organizations that make a difference. Second, use your purchasing power. I just mentioned donations, and honestly, it's one of the most powerful ways you can spend your money. Make a donation to verified nonprofits that support girls and women, such as Planned Parenthood, the American Civil Liberties Union, the Ms. Foundation for Women, and even Girl Museum. You can also use your purchasing power to make a statement. In the United States, women are responsible for 70 to 80% of all purchases, making women the primary drivers for economic change. Use your purchasing power for good by making purchases that support fair trade, which helps support women in developing countries, or women in minority-owned businesses. Third, advocate. Sign petitions, such as those on change.org, or call your government representatives to speak about the issues that matter to you. You could even gather your friends and family to hang out, talk about the issues, and help each other write letters to your representatives. Finally, use your skills and networks. You have so much to give the world, and I can guarantee that your unique skills are needed somewhere. Start a book or motivational club with your female friends to focus on supporting one another in your personal and professional lives. 
You could watch inspiring films such as Suffragette, Mona Lisa Smile, Erin Brockovich, Misrepresentation, A Ballerina's Tale, Woman in Gold, Girl Rising, or A League of Their Own. You could read books such as Sister Outsider by Audre Lorde, Yes Please by Amy Poehler, and We Should All Be Feminists by Chamamba Ngozi Adichie. Consider volunteering with an organization that you believe in, like Big Brothers Big Sisters, Girl Guides, or your local homeless or domestic violence shelter. And most importantly, educate yourself. Connect with others outside of your comfort zone. Read about the history of women's movements and accomplishments. Arm yourself with knowledge about issues facing women in your community, and start spreading the message to friends, family, coworkers, and others. As one of my favorite sayings goes, knowledge is power. The more you know, the more you can help empower others. Finally, get involved with us. Every March, Girl Museum participates in a social media campaign for museums called Five Women Artists. Started by the National Museum of Women in the Arts, this month-long campaign uses the hashtag Five Women Artists to challenge social media users to fulfill the prompt and flood the internet with the names of not just five, but hopefully hundreds of iconic women artists who've made their mark through history. I absolutely love participating in this campaign. Not only is it a great way to showcase the incredible talent of historical female artists, but it's also a way to spotlight the new talent on the scene, especially that of young girls. Today, I'd like to share with you five awesome up-and-coming girl artists who are making waves with their art. First up is Sarah Maple of www.sarahmaple.com. Sarah is a British artist whose paintings, photographs, performances, mixed media, and video tackle issues like identity, religion, sexuality, and gender. She's also an outspoken feminist, using a tongue-in-cheek style like using my intelligence to showcase the opposition between women's bodies and minds. She's very blunt with her topics, but I like that. One of my favorites is this one, showing a burka-clad woman with a pin that says, I heart orgasms. It's blatant and honest, something you don't really expect because of inherent ethnic and gender biases. Sarah is challenging us to consider more than the burqa, to really look at the woman and understand that under the simplicity of a burqa, and of course the stereotypes, lies a complex world that is really so similar for women around the world. Next up is Signe Pierce, whose shiny pink and purple glowing works span photography, performance, and installations. Many of her works seek to blend reality and exploit it to expose society's ingrained assumptions about gender and sexuality. One of my favorite pieces is this one, which she described as surfing on a Barbie cheap sent from hell to deliver divine retribution for those who seek to cockblock our rights and ethical standards. It's a loud, proud, and insanely pink piece that screams femininity in your face, using the very stereotypical female attributes to be completely, unexpectedly loud and proud. You can view more of her work at signepierce.tumblr.com. My third favorite female artist is Chloe Wise, whose works are a bit more subdued, but not less relevant, than Sarah and Signe. Chloe received her Bachelor of Fine Arts from Concordia University in Quebec and showcases her exhibitions and works at www.chloewise.com. There, you'll find a variety of things, images, exhibition photographs, and poetry. Chloe is best known for her bread bags, which pin designer labels and handbag finishings on hyper-realistic sculptures of bagels, challah bread, and paninis. 
Yet my favorite has to be what is shown, her Irregular Tampon series that uses a fake tampon brand to create ridiculous handcrafted feminine hygiene products for quote-unquote irregular girls. This one is an authentic Oreo cookies and cream handmade irregular tampon made with real Oreo cookies and reusable, at least it claims to be. She also makes tampons out of marble, human hair, quinoa, and superfoods, likely a subtle statement to consumerist trends and the lack of diversity in female hygiene products. Next is Amalia Oman, who emerged into the art scene in 2014 as the Instagram artist with her performance Excellences and Perfections, a scripted life makeover that played out on her Instagram. Now archived by Rhizome at the New Museum, Amalia stated that she wanted to prove that femininity is a construction and not something biological or inherent to any woman. The joke was admitting how much work goes into being a woman and how being a woman is not a natural thing. It's something you learn. What you see here is from her installation, Stock Images of War, a solo exhibition about our lack of empathy, how we torture each other, and how war is adulthood's favorite game. As Amalia stated on her blog, My confinement is the victory of the skyscrapers over my bones. In a global community of emotions, war is gossip. Torture is a parallel act of deconstruction, and images serve the function of heavy artillery. Finally, there's Chloe Shepard, a photographer focusing on portraiture as an outlet for her own insecurities. As she stated in an interview with Days Digital, In all honesty, I was sick of seeing my friends take shitty selfies that didn't do them any justice. I wanted to create proper photos that they can look back on when they're older and think, hey, I was really beautiful back then, rather than some lo-fi image from a camera phone. Throughout all my teenage years, I never had much self-confidence, so I rarely take or post pictures of myself. I use my photography and models to help create some kind of ideal self, so using females in my photos has always just made sense to me. I can make them look the way I'd love myself to look. You can follow her on Instagram with the handle at E-O-L-H-C Shepherd. These are only five of the many hundreds of incredible female artists out there today. You can see more awesome female artists on our website, www.girlmuseum.org, in the exhibitions Becoming Girl and Gazed and Confused, among others. And if you're a female artist who'd love to be featured in a virtual exhibition, feel free to contact me at share at girlmuseum.org. We'd love to help highlight your incredible work. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to tune in to our next podcast on March 30th, where we'll be looking at memoirs of girlhood. Also, please help to support future production of Girlspeak by visiting us at www.girlmuseum.org and clicking donate. Thank you and have a wonderful day. If you like hearing a fresh, girl-positive perspective on the internet, please support us with a tax-deductible donation easily made on our website. Our music is courtesy of up-and-coming artist Han Av. You can find her SoundCloud link on our website.